solid open. Solid open to end a solid DCI season. And man, honestly, there wasn't much question about the top in Drumworld, but it was kind of a battlefield everywhere else beyond below that in the scores. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of mix-up from night to night. Groups uh, kind of moving around up and down 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, even below that, all the way, pretty much all the way down to 13th. So and it, was, it, just, it was a lot it, of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. To me, and on a I've, non-competitive aspect, it was also fun to watch just, you know, everybody throwing down. Oh, yeah. It was a very, very strong percussion year across the board. The top half of the top 12, the bottom half, even some groups that weren't in that top 12 rankings had solid seasons um, that they'll hopefully be able to build on in the coming years. But before we get into all that, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Fantini, and with me as always is... Evan Wall. And if you're on podcast services, head over to YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment to the YouTube channel. Hit the join button if you want to support us financially, or you can head to patreon.com if you'd like to give uh, more than 99 cents a month. Uh, but we just pre- appreciate the viewership as always, and we met a bunch of you in uh, in Indianapolis, which is always a good time. But Facebook, Instagram, never miss an update. You know, we're doing shorts, reels, posted a few lot videos recently that we, I just happened to be in a good spot to take. Um, the Cavies videos actually... I like I, that Cavies video I got is pretty cool. I'm a big fan. I like yeah, that video. we'll talk about like why it's not yeah, 100% we'll, lined up here in a, in a little we'll bit. We'll explain that here in a second. But uh, Also, yeah. welcome to all the newly recently aged out folks who have crossed over. I know some people probably still have some winners left, some bonus winners, that sort of thing in the drum world, uh, winter guard world. Uh, but those of you who aged out of DCI, congrats uh, on a season. And yeah, mm-hmm. welcome. Strong, so strong, strong drum corps season. Fan. Yeah, strong drum corps season. I know we were, we were waiting very on our seat's edge every night, waiting for recaps to come out. Like mm-hmm. refreshing phones, refreshing phones. Whether it was in the hotel room, at the bar, wherever we were hanging out at, it was because we knew, man. It was. I love seeing all the movement nights and night because it's it's the show of the night. It's whatever read that judge gets. And they all made their own calls. And as we go over, when we get into the spreadsheet and the updated finishings, they all made their own calls. And it was very, very interesting. Some expected things funny. happened and some unexpected things happened. It's always funny. I have a couple people I joke with um, that when the website's like timing out or just maxed out capacity and it goes down, the server's down. I was like, mm, DCI server's down. The jig is up. Collusion. Collusion. Yeah. <laughs> They're fixing the numbers right now. We're fixing it. We're fixing uh, All right. So I guess, what did you think of that? We were there. We got there about noon on Friday. I guess we'll just talk about the weekend in general first. We, and then when we get into the actual how things played out, we'll talk about the individual groups and what we thought seeing them in person and all that good stuff. But we got there Friday afternoon around like after afternoon at around noon. Uh, that's a tongue twister a little bit. Um yeah, we just met up with some friends, hung out, and then went and watched lots. We watched lots yeah, we, both days. We made the decision not to go inside for a couple reasons. Um, one, I just don't think there's a real big substitution for getting up close and personal with those drum lines and how intimate that is and just that feeling you get from the intensity coming off the players and the musicians and the drums and stuff. Um, also, secondly, unless you get really good seats in Lucas Oil in That's the middle, where I was gonna go. to me, it just sounds awful it's hard to read it from a drum perspective like hearing clarity like hearing what's good hearing any sort of nuance at all um and the tickets uh are kind of expensive these days we were shocked when we did look at tickets for saturday tickets going for like 700 bucks or something i was like just nuts just nuts um but Um, yeah i'll have to figure something else out um but but i just wanted to hang out in the lots and check everything out and really just kind of like get in there yeah we got a chance to see for sure, the entirety of the top six, right in front of them. Uh, we didn't got to see a little bit of Colts. Um, yeah, got to blue, see stars. blue stars. Um, didn't catch Troopers, which was the one I was sad. We just like our yeah. schedule for the days never lined up to be there. We almost caught them on Friday. They were we thought we were going to make it. We were planning to get there from the restaurant for lunch, like to catch them playing book. And it just they were. I guess they got done early based on when we thought. They would be done, and they were leaving as we were walking up, so that kind of sucked. But uh, um, also, didn't help that like they didn't help either one of them. They were like both kind of near like the Cavaliers ish. 
and we made a point to make sure we saw those lots. So. Yes, we were not. We know too. We have too many friends. Everyone's gonna say bias, but yeah, look at the scores. The Cavaliers were good. So. Objectively, they were good. We have friends teaching there. We know a lot of people marching. A lot of ex ex members are in that group. So we we wanted to make sure we we caught it in person, uh, experienced it. Um, but again, we you caught don't all win the top all groups. three nights without being good. Bluecoats yeah. didn't even. They only won one night last year. So yeah. so when a group wins all three, it's something worth seeing more yeah. than once if you can. So um, I have something about the lot, and I, I wanted to make sure I brought this up. Um, there were a lot of groups that I watched, and you get lot crowds. You wanted the crowd as a member. But if you're an alumni or, like, a tech, one of, like, the ten techs, if it didn't just rain, if you're in the front, sit down. <laughs> Come on, down in front. I mean, I uh, walked up yeah. to so many groups where it was a wall of alumni and techs just between the drum line and the massive crowd behind it, and it's like, yeah, like I get that they want to be up there, like it's their baby. They've been on, they've been in the grind in the trenches all summer um, with it. But like, I want to see it too. Sit down. Yeah, I sat and down when so, I was in the front. Not so much the text, but really like all the alumni. It's awesome you come back to watch your group you were in, but it's down in front. You still get a great experience whether you're standing or sitting. If you're in the front, even if you're not a tech or an alumni, please the people. If you're just a uh, a fan, if you're in the front, sit down. Unless it's, like, super wet, which it really wasn't on Friday at all. And then Saturday it was for, like, a little bit when it rained for 10 minutes, which kind of screwed Cavi's lot. Uh, but, yeah, that's my gripe. That was my one gripe for the lots. But that's been a thing for years if you've been to a right. lot of the finals lots. But um, What was the oh. – that's the next thing we'll point out. What was the – Somebody, somebody in a comment, and I can't remember the username who pointed this out on the oh, Cavies lot I, I video. I might have still a screenshot of it. Hold on, let me find it. Uh... So somebody commented on the Cavies finals lot. That actually might be the only video up from the actual finals day lot because they was, had to go. It was kind of a cluster, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing was a cluster. They quickly sandwiched under two pine trees to try to stay dry um, to finish up the lot and play book. And so I was like, I'm going to make sure I get this on video because – I don't see any of the like typical drumline archives was set up in the original arc. The rain screwed him. Like other people that would have been filming of the actual lot video channels, I don't think got the opportunity to. I could be wrong. They might have done some makeshift stuff I didn't notice. Um, but they had to quickly sandwich, set up the sandwich under the tree and just start playing. So I, I can't find the comment now, but someone pointed out uh, it was just coincidence that every Yamaha. Fred Sanford winner in the past 10 years has won on the uh, the classic maple finish. Cadets in 2013, Bluecoats last year, and then Cavaliers this year. Just yep. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Drum finish is it. That's what it is. It's the magic okay. drum finish. But yeah. it's funny when you find little random facts like that. And I would never have thought about that or looked into it. So thank you, uh, whoever let us know And about I believe that, but... that was the Cavaliers' seventh drum trophy um i looked it up earlier in my spreadsheet so if we count 2003 2011 2000 1999 1995 92 and then 91 where i believe there was a tie um hmm. between scv star and Cavs. so it's like a three-way tie all right so before we get into these scores the lot video the video we have up a few people dropped comments about it so here's upload the, it. Well, huh? Well, we like, will upload it. I, I will. Like, That's not what it is. I will re-upload it, but it's not the upload that the problem is. So here's what here's what happened. Um, I ha that audio with that video is not finals day audio. That is the lot audio from semis because they got a full amazing arc set up, played through everything, and our friend Jared Thomas has a dope audio recording setup, and they played super well on semis day. And so he got this amazing audio recording and we actually uploaded some of just his audio recordings after last season. Um, so it's high quality sounds great. Um, you hear, you really hear the bass recommend it with headphones highly. Um, and so I said, this audio has got to be out there. And I was like, wait a minute. The but audio was, get, huh? But we didn't get a full video of Simi's lot. Yeah. Uh, I have a Semi's video up too, and I didn't know they were going to finish the second chart when I was recording the video of it. So I didn't get the claw or like any of the really cool dense feature stuff. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to take this really cool angled shot of the finals day lot. And you can see like the rain, it, it start raining in the middle of it and yeah. stuff. And I'm going to put this dope audio to it. So the problem is they don't use a Met, but I will say they were very close. The video from finals day and the audio from semis really, really closely lined up. There were a couple yeah, so. moments where they like were a little fast in this space, but they did it as a battery. So it was still clean. So I had to basically parse through, cut up the audio, shift it over like milliseconds and I was kind of in a hurry because I wanted to get it out, and I just didn't. I didn't look close enough at the last like minute and a half of it, which is really where you can kind of notice it a little <laughs> bit. It's still pretty close. It's like ninety percent there for most most two thirds of the video. It's also pretty impressive that it's that close, and they didn't use a met either time. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's that. very very cool. The audio still sounds great. Just deal with like. The couple milliseconds, the audio might be off at random times for short periods. I do plan on correcting it. I'm gonna. I have the project file still on my laptop. I'm gonna go because this deserves to have that audio line up really well with that video. Uh, I think it'd be a really cool video for the members, the staff to just have that kind of thing. Um, right. So I will fix it, but the algorithm's kind of running with the video right now. So selfishly, YouTube gods are blessing us with that one. So we're gonna let it go. I'll fix it on the back end and re-upload it down the road uh, once it's correct. And uh, the video quality should be a little better because I exported it wrong, too. We're learning here. We're amateurs. Sorry. Um, amateur hour. All right. right? Let's All right. get into Let's do this. some. Yeah, so some of our predictions and how they went. Um, do you have the screen? Oh, I'm not even looking at your screen. Do you have? Yeah, I'm sharing right? it with you. So you can, oh. you can pull Sweet. it up. Or you can just pull it up on your computer. That's fine, too. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so um, I want to point out, before we dive in, and we, you and I both said this after the third night. If you look at our predictions and use the two-night average, average <laughs> after, after Brooks and Rapaki gave their scores, we're pretty close. Yeah, we're off by close. like a placement here or there. We're pretty close. And then Julie Davila came in and literally pulled a pin on a hand grenade and just dropped it on top of everything on finals night. Is I feel she like the best around. way. Outside uh, of Cavi's winning, she just jumbled everything up on finals night. So... Uh, you, but, just you know, go? that's, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. Um, that's also why they do mm -hmm. the average for the, the trophies now. Um, I, I heard some grumblings of some people like, what's this three night average stuff? Like blah, blah, blah. Show of the night. Like I would be totally down with that if there was more than one percussion judge on finals night. Like I think what they used to do was three when it was just the last night they had an on-field P1, P2, and then percussion general effect, I believe. Hmm. And they would use those three judges average for the drum trophy winner. So if that was the case, totally down. But if it's just going to be one judge per night, then no. What if it was the same judge all three nights? Uh, I mean... That'd be better, I feel like, than a maybe, different one. Maybe, but then I think you're still just leaning towards... I think having a different person on each night still kind of filters out bias a little bit, you yeah. know, because everybody has different specialties. Different Every judge has different specialties, which is going to make their ears and eyes be drawn right, like, to hearing and seeing different things. I get it. Like, even though I think the judges work to make themselves more well-rounded, they definitely have specialties that they're better at. Like they were experts. Like Jeff Brooks was a phenomenal snare drum player. Uh, uh, Julie Davila's, probably more front ensemble mike lightsky more front ensemble they grow in those other areas but they definitely have their strong suits so yep all um, right so do you want to just go down our predictions versus what happened i have some thoughts about various groups that we can go over and talk about the individual groups after we sure. go over how things played out so and i'm sure. sure you probably do too just as a reminder green is we got it right uh, the blue means that they are one off from what we predicted, one spot. Um, and then on the three-night and two-night averages, if they have the asterisk, that means they tied. And I just put whoever finished higher that night on finals night or semis night above the other one. So, yep. Uh, yep. So, we'll start at the top. Or, well, we'll start at the bottom. Yep. So, we have to look at the two-night average to start at 15th place. So, uh I had Music City in 15th. Evan had Madison. What actually happened is it was Spirit. Now, I will say, I said that grouping around there, if you look at the two-night average, Music City, Spirit, Pacific Crest, those are all, and Scouts. Well, I, I got Scouts. I was way too high on them. But um, 
yeah, the rest of them. Was, I should have highlighted Blue Music City for you, but whatever. Oh uh, well, whatever. Um, it's fine. Um, I, all those groups around there, the Spirit, Music City, Pacific Crest, those are the ones that I said I wouldn't be surprised if they were in that fifteenth place. And it just so happened they all ended up being shifted up one because I had scouts in 12th, which they ended up in 17th, I believe. Uh, yeah, you've got yeah. them right here, yep. two-night average, 17th. So yep. we were close. We were close at that bottom area region. You had scouts in 15, little two spots too high. Um, we both had BK in 14. They were in 13th on uh, – They were in 13 on the two-night average. The reason I still highlighted my crossmen um, is because they were technically higher after two nights – Crossman made finals in the percussion caption. Yep. Um, so I kept it up there. Yeah, I think I think that's totally fair from a scoring system. You know, we didn't end up getting a whole lot of this right because of that third night. Uh, so, you know, we'll take the wins where we can get them. So I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, so he just explained that. We were basically right on the BK thing, uh, minus having to take Madison Scouts out of the equation. So we were one off there as well. Um into 12th place, we can start looking at finals night. Blue Knights were in 12th because Blue Knights, good for them, as an Drunk aside, yeah. made finals again. So, uh, very cool. Congratulations to them. I know it's a big deal when you've been knocked out of finals is when you've been making it before. Then you get the core right back into it eventually. It's a very cool moment. I know, um, was it Chris Gary was telling us when he was at Spirit, they did that same thing. They broke back in and they said it was, it was, it, they felt like they won DCI, basically. It's a super awesome feeling. Uh, so, Congratulations to all the staff and members involved in that core. And and I guess we can take a second, honestly, as we go through this and just kind of talk a little bit more instead of doing it separately. You and I were talking about the Blue Knights a little bit in the car ride home from Indy. Right. And honestly, from where – I don't I don't remember off the top of my head where they were finishing last season, but Osdemore's first season that back there arranging, I think something – what's his name? McAfee is the last name. I his first name escapes me. Um, I think he, I'll find it. He was the official caption head, um, something McAfee. So first year there, I know through the grapevine. Uh, I mean, anytime you go to a group in that area of finishing and you have a new staff come in that hasn't been in the game for a bit, in terms of running a program, like Osdemore had done it before, but it had been a while. So in terms of like attracting talent, it can be more difficult. So considering, I know they only had seven snares, and that usually is indicative of maybe you had to go seven. Um, for And I'll just let that mean what it obviously yeah, means. Yeah, I mean, working through a transition, a couple quick transitions back to back. You know, it wasn't too long ago that – uh, Mike Jackson and team were there. Then they had another transition. Derek, Derek Shannon, Shannon and team were there. And then another transition, and Jeff and them were there. And Jeff himself making the transition um, from judging back into arranging, uh, which was pretty cool. He did reach out to us, and honestly, I think we're going to try to make it happen to have him on and just talk about what that was like. The yep. yeah, going I think we from are. judging to competing alongside all these groups. Um, the caption head, Andrew McAfee, um, is there so you know it's probably just a lot of transition um i would say a lot of the kids that are auditioning for current ensembles probably didn't or don't know to look back too far at his previous work with arranging so it probably just a lot of fresh green talent in general and good for them you know and the core to to make it back into finals and to put together a product that was competitive and yeah finals worthy. yeah uh, that's a group that i'm going to be very very interested to see how they build on this year's immediate improvement in what the group was last year versus this year. I say that actually, I don't know where they were percussion wise last year. I think it wasn't 12th, 13th. I think it was lower than that. Wasn't it? I could be I wrong. Do. Don't kill me if I'm wrong. Cause I should have done my homework, but we like to wing it here sometimes. Um, yeah, I'm definitely winging a lot of this. It's fine. It's what we do. Um, so BK good for them. Very good. Very curious to see where that goes. Uh, you had, let's see, three night average, blue stars. We pretty much hit that one on the head. Uh, also yeah. a new staff from previous season. Uh, they were solid. We saw them in the lot. Um, yeah, had some really pretty, like the pretty book. clean moments. The book was aggressive. It was playful at times. It was cool. Um, yeah. It was a very, very cool, interesting book. I, I liked what they did as an alumni. We'll see where they can take that as well. Pretty um, sick. They had those last... Uh, those two tenor guys jump in. Oh yeah, for, that, the end for of the a summer. second. I think one of them, the blonde kid, was a vet. He marches yeah. infinity, I think, from Florida. 
Yeah, um, you still got to learn the beats and oh, learn yeah. the drill and it's learn the packet. It's super impressive. I mean, super yeah. impressive. They had two come in with like three weeks left, learn the show and the beats very quickly. Uh, so kudos to them. Hard to do. Big ask. Uh, we had Colts in 10th. I got Colts correctly. You had them yep. one place higher. You almost got them. You were too low on Mandarins. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Colts, freaking, we loved them all season. They were just clean and consistent. Super solid. And what do we say on here? Clean wins. Yeah, actually, like, uh, one of my drum instructors from high school, he was in all three nights, and I remember him messaging me prelims night. He's like, damn, dude, Colts are clean. He's like, kind of set me back. Like, I was not expecting that. I was like, yeah, man, they're freaking throwing down. And, just super consistent. And I would honestly relate the approach that the Colts are obviously taking to developing their drum line similar to, to what it looks like the Cavaliers are doing. No frills, no no crazy exercises, literally just hammer the fundamentals, teach a consistent approach on how to hit the drum, how to approach the drum, and just grind. Mm-hmm. I think I would say Crossmen are doing a little bit of that too. Um, I, I know that guy, um, Carlos Botello, I think is – at Crossman is like a battery coordinator, snare tech. I don't know what his role officially is, but I saw on social media. I know he's big into fundamentals and all that stuff, and you can see it there as well. Um, clean wins. And the Colts had a great season because they were freaking clean. I think, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about clean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was too low on Mandarins. Uh, ended up having Troopers in ninth. Uh, we both were slightly off. Actually, I should have Troopers Blue on mine. Mm, adjust it. Got to take the wins uh, where we can get them, man. Yeah. Can't be shortchanging us. The internet's going to be like, you guys are idiots. It's fine. We need all the blue and green on this sheet we can get. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Troopers uh, in the eighth spot. Maybe. Ninth spot. I mean, huh? Or the ninth, ninth spot. spot. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I can't speak a lot about it. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it in person. Obviously, two, we didn't see any of these on the field. So there's that. Um, but True. I know uh, Skojo kind of razzed us that one time. Like, you don't get numbers on the on the lot. I'm like, well, that's true. I mean, it's valid. But we also but, heard some of the tapes, and we have a lot of people we trust yeah. that were in the stadium watching with their own yeah. eyeballs and ears. So we I have hear, some kind of knowledge. Uh, of what, how things went down despite not being in the stadium. So give us a little credibility for that. Um, yeah, Phantom in eighth. Uh, I had him in ninth. You had him in seventh. Just beating around the bush on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I thought Troopers were better than Phantom pretty much all year. Um, but I, I will say Phantom... that's not to say Phantom was bad. They had a very solid year considering, once again, new staff, we heard auditions were kind of slim. Like, it's I did think amazing that Phantom they offered eighth. more variety. Who, um, who did? Fan, I thought that Phantom did offer maybe a little more variety. From an arranging um, standpoint? Not even just arranging, but just, like, environmentally and, like, what the drill was and the way that they were presented at times. Yeah. Um, not that that's directly what the focus of the percussion sheet is, but, I mean, it is on the sheets, so. True, um, true. That's a valid point. Know. It's a very valid that's point. Just my, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I so this was this was that grouping that we mentioned in our predictions podcast: Troopers, Mandarins, Phantom. We were confident those three were going to be in that those three spots. We just didn't know what the order was going to be. You can see in our predictions versus how it played out. They were the three in that seven, eight, nine spot, um, and it could have just been show of the night type stuff. This level mm-hmm. of yeah. of consistency in this in this level of rankings and finishings, consistency can be an issue night in and night out. And it, like I said, whoever showed up and played cleaner, and it seems based on the judging. I mean, if you look, I think Mandarins were in seventh all three nights. I'm looking at the numbers to the right. Mm, I don't know. They're not all in order, so it could be. <laughs> uh yeah i think they were in looking but at they it probably were in, yeah they probably were around they there. were in seventh all three nights so good for them man um taha tj ben piles tj being there for a week and a half or so however long it was um credit to the kids in the i mean they clearly showed up i'll talk about that show a little bit too at the end um yeah. just the overall uh moving up let's see sixth place two night average crown and as you can see Three night average, average cadets. cadets. So um, yeah, cadets were like tied for fourth with 
the blue coats after the first two nights, as you can see on there. Mm-hmm. Um, cadets won. Cadets were fourth in prelims, then I think fifth, and then sixth in finals. Um, um, but ended up in sixth, which again, first year team with Lee Bettis, Travis Peterman, James Sparling, Jake Gall, and the crew. Um, some. Uh, I'll talk about the cadets at the end a little bit more. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Especially yeah, we're going to deep dive on a lot of this stuff once we go through this. So, um, so you can see Evan and I predicted Crown was going to be in sixth. Two night average had that one right, uh, as he pointed out. Night three, uh, Julie Davila thought differently, had him in third on finals night, I believe. Uh, yes. Crown was third on finals night. Yeah. Crown got third on finals night. I think they were in fifth, fifth, fifth or sixth the other two nights. So she had a much different opinion on them um, than the other two judges, Rapaki and Brooks. But so she, that's part of that hand grenade being dropped on everything after the second night. So we had them right, then they got them wrong in the end. Uh, moving up, we like got you just talked it. about, two-night average, Bluecoats cadets were tied fourth, fifth. Uh, Three-night average ended up being crowned Bluecoats, tied fourth, fifth. Um, we both had Bluecoats in fifth, so... We actually like got I said, that. the only reason I claim that one is fifth is because Crown was even though they tied Crown Bluecoats, Crown, Crown was beat them on finals night. On finals night, so so we 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 counted that there that we'd put Crown above that in the list the there in that four or five as the tiebreaker for our prediction. Um, I think that's ex- technically how it works. If like groups tied for first, then whoever won finals night wins the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I don't. Someone think correct us, anymore. but I think you're right. I think you're right about that. So. Moving along, two-night average, I had Blue Devils in third. They were in third. Then Julie liked them a lot more, moved up to second. Uh, they got second on finals night, which bump, was enough of a gap to bump them up to second overall with a three-night average. Um, so we ended up getting that one spot off. You were two off because you had cadets beating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston was in second, which we had after two nights. Uh, Julie was not a huge fan. She put Boston in fifth. On finals night, which is kind of wild to me, considering they were in first from her in Allentown. I I don't know. The content box for that one was a little surprising. Um, Where'd she have them in content? I think fourth. I want to know where she had them in content in Allentown. uh, Because uh, they they literally won won Allentown. They won the two-night. Yeah, they won the two-night spread. But I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. If if you're you're the same judge, you put them in first six days ago above everybody i mean you really have to just have a pretty bad like run i guess um but even if you have a couple extra ticks to fifth same judge i don't know i'd have to hear the tape i want to hear the tape and i'm that's one that i'm calling shenanigans on i don't think boston (laughs) should have won after seeing everything in person but boston was not fifth they ended up getting third i believe after all Third the averages. With the average, yeah. It the them being in fifth finals night was enough to drop their average Which from they were better they were better than devs. Sorry. In yeah, my opinion, I, they should have beat devs. So. I think that's I don't I will say here I don't Again, think she got that right. In I would say this caveat too, like me saying that I think another group should have been over another group is not a slight at group B. Mm-mm. It's just that Mm-mm. I thought that this group was better. That's it. Not that this group was worse. And that is the, I think that's the ultimate thing that's hard about judging too. Like they have to rank these people and it can look like, oh, you didn't like what I did. Uh, it's like, no, it's not necessarily the case. I, I love what you did. I just liked what they did better. A little more. Yeah. And that's what, just to reiterate, we were talking to the judge, uh, Mike Davis. We called him in the car on the way home just to kind of talk about the weekend and everything. And he said something that we've said on here and a lot of others have. All these top groups are really good. Well, he calls them teams, which I think is awesome. He calls yeah. them teams. And uh, they're all really good. And You're splitting hairs. You're splitting it hairs to the max. Um so, yeah, I, I don't agree with her call on Boston on finals night, but clearly she had her reasons um, to drop them five spots in a week. But it is what it is. So that means yep. Devs barely squeaked out ahead of Boston. I think they were like point oh one. Well, if you look over there at the average, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking right now. I'm doing the math in my head. to 
three 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 three. Yeah, it's like point oh one seven or something difference. Yeah. Stupid close with on the averages. So very close. She made a call. It's it flipped him. But I'll also say something else, and this is something else Mike said. After outside of who won, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, one week yeah. later. No, no one is going to care that the kid. So the cadets' drumline was phenomenal. Like there was Here's no an drama for first. No, it was going to be no the Cavaliers' drama. thing. They won, been winning all season, um, and we'll talk about them last year in a second. But it's like the cadets' drumline was great this year. Two weeks from now, no one's going to be saying, "Hey, the cadets got six this year." They're going to be saying. Have you heard the cadets' drumline? They were freaking awesome. Same thing about right. Boston. No one's going to be talking right. about, oh, they only got third. Like, you hear how insane some of those fours were and how fast their book was? That's what people talk about. Nobody cares beyond who won. And I would argue a couple years later, nobody even cares who won. They're going to talk about how great the Cavaliers were this year, but they're also going to talk about Boston's book and the crazy density and quality. Cadets' drumline with a first-year staff. Um, it's It's... We get into these weeds, and it's not really going to matter down the road. They're, they're going to remember how good the groups were and the great things they did versus, oh, they only got fourth, man. It's trash. Trash. They're going to have these sick, nasty YouTube lot videos immortalized yeah. forever. Yeah. So, so, Cavaliers won. I think that is the right call. Sat in both their lots. Watched them on the stream. Well, we didn't watch them on the stream on Saturday, actually, but... Had I eyes watched and ears. them on the stream several times. Um, We'd seen I, them a lot during the season, but uh, I was the able quality to was just unrivaled. The, the consistency tapes, um, for some fee- for some people, um, the people in the running. I heard the tapes, and I mean, after I heard the tapes, I was like, "This was a no-brainer." Yeah, it really That's what was. I, thought. I was like, "All right, sweet." Prelims night after we heard some of Jeff's tapes made um, perfect sense. We saw the recaps know, first people send me some things so it's kind of we heard some I of mean, the tapes yeah and i'm like this kind of he got it right yeah he 100 percent got it right. i thought it was easy yeah, honestly like, okay. yeah um i mean there's tough calls but i was like well kind of spoke for itself um consistency it, man like consistency. Well, speaking of consistency like if i had to rank batteries like i don't feel like i am knowledged enough to accurately say like this front ensemble should be over this front ensemble maybe as like a package um mm-hmm. like i can make some guesses and sure but if i was just ranking batteries like factoring in both clarity and content uh my order would probably have been cadets boston cavaliers blue coats bd crown like if i was just ranking batteries from the lot, so whatever. Um, You're incorporating difficulty and like not necessarily clarity and consistency, but like what they're playing plus clarity and consistency. Yeah, like the whole, I'm the whole package. incorporating both those things. How clean you are. I thought that the by far the two cleanest drum lines I heard both days, semis and finals, were the Cadets and the Cavaliers. Yeah, not I, without a doubt. We watched all three, and we're going to talk about Boston specifically here in a second, um, but. Let's talk about these top few groups and just give some overall thoughts, at least on the top six. Um, so I've got some notes just as like a guideline for me that I made before we did this on these these top six groups. Sure. Uh, Cavaliers, phenomenal quality and consistency. The battery blend was second to none, man. The tuning yeah. scheme, they all hit the drum the exact same way. I There was no doubt in my mind that if I went down that snare line or quad line, probably even the bass line, and I said, play your part by yourself, it was going to be very, very good. From a sound standpoint, tempo, rhythm, it just and had that level of sameness it w- across the It was the, the one battery, well, I won't say the one, but definitely the most stood out. Just the, the three sections locked in, mm-hmm. like, just vertically um the balance all three sections and i told somebody this when i was sitting there listening to him like we watched the whole semis lot from beginning to end like eights on and i think they tick like two things total mm-hmm. and you can't say that about anybody else we watched no and i just was able to sit there and listen to that and just enjoy it like i wasn't waiting for ticks like i just was expecting them to play clean uh, yeah. and everybody else i was just kind of like 
when's it going to come? And it usually did. And it, it usually yeah. did. And no, nothing was egregious. Nobody no, blew no, no, up no, no, in the no. lot. Nobody did anything crazy. They just didn't have those. They didn't. So. It was. I mean. We, we talk about that Atlanta lot for Boston last season. This lot, from a completeness of package and just pleasingness to the ear, as a as a battery trained person and my ears are trained and everything like it just just felt good it just yeah. felt good to sit in front of it you knew it was going to be good from start to finish and just uh some of those tap fives and rolls and just all the, just the tap quality in the snare line and the quad line the baseline balancing within splits the unisons like just the whole thing came together as an amazing amazing package and I think it was pretty obvious, and obviously their front ensemble was incredible from yeah. everyone that I talked to that knows more than me about fronts. Um, I could tell that it was something special going on up front, and everyone I talked to was like, yeah, they're just nasty, just nasty. So well-deserved. I think they got it right. All three judges had them in first, which speaks for itself. Uh, from there, Boston. So absolutely crazy book crazy note density speed velocity Definitely aggression the most demand the most demand in terms of physical demand within the playing of the book and just goes to boston I would say chops required yeah, that's what i mean physical demand yeah. the, the chops needed to play that book and just speed and density rounds, and just everything and and we talked about um shout out to their quad line their quad line was probably the best quad line i saw all all, all weekend just incredible um yeah, <sighs> Two things. They ticked more than the Cavaliers. Nothing, nothing crazy, but just more little scratchies. And part of that is, as we mentioned in our predictions and our midseason check-in podcast, high-risk, high-reward book. The writing is extremely high-risk, and I think they dried up the snare drums in tunes of tuning for finals week. Yeah, it definitely— It just seemed drier. At least drier than what we saw them in person in Mason, um, for sure. And a lot of groups and dry the drums up as you get cleaner throughout the season. But it seemed maybe very, that's in preparation for the dome. I'm maybe sure. it just seemed very exposed, and their quality was so high, and they were also at that level where it was such a complete sound. And you compound the super dry snare drum tuning. At least to my ears, it sounded very dry. The tuning any was little tick exposed. I any loved it, but. <laughs> any little tick just like slapped you in the face as an audience member. Now it's a very good place. It's a good place to be in as a battery to be at that level of clarity and blend and quality where that happens. But due to the density of notes, like other less dense books, if you slightly tick an attack, you're going to be back in and you're going to be out for like a note or two with the density of their book. You tick the attack. You didn't jump on the train fast enough. And you're out for like a counter two, and it's it's glaringly obvious, and right. it makes it very apparent when the tick is there. So, high risk, high reward. I think is the best phrase to just describe them all season. I think if someone asked me, just like straight up, like who do you think was just the best drumline? I would still say Boston, but mm-hmm. they weren't the best that weekend if that makes sense that's kind of a weird like if somebody's like who did you have, who do you think was the best like i think the best drum line was boston but i would still looking put, from all angles i, I would still I would probably put cadets from this weekend over them just on what they were able to achieve from a clarity standpoint yeah and so and cadets content was also high very solid they weren't they weren't they were not playing easy stuff the cadets this year but yeah to wrap up boston uh did i have anything else in the notes that i didn't already talk about Nope, talked to, got it all. So they really did. When again, when it was locked in, that was a yeah. powerful, powerful thing to stand and sit in front of. Is unreal when it's powerful when, it's hidden. when it was in there for long extended <laughs> phrases, and there were long extended phrases where it was right in the pocket, and they were zoned in. Clarity, quality, power. They just the book, the demand. It's just very punishing, very, very punishing. So my my thoughts would be. Take like in the writing category. I know I'm like giving Colin McNutt advice right now. <laughs> who, who the hell am I? Um, I would take 10% off the top in terms of note density and difficulty. Maybe to allow for some more consistency. But uh, I know he told us they made some small adjustments in terms of some of the fours yeah. and stuff going into finals week. But 
That's the only thing I could think of, man. Take 10% off the top and allow that clarity to be there 98% of the time instead of 92%, 93%, whatever the hell number I'm throwing out. Right, That's what Jerry. I would do in Random all of, in my humble opinion. But um, all right, Blue Devils, thoughts? Uh, they always showcase things that you're like, man, that was really cool. Um, similar to like the Cavaliers, I think there are moments where when they're not presenting themselves in front of the judge, it's like, all right, let's get to the, let's get to the next thing, like Mm -hmm. the next dope thing. Um, And then they, they kind of have their big exposed moment where they are like playing the double stroke role and like kind of falling out and adding back in. They're doing the 360 back stick, um, which we said all season was hard. And then like when I saw it in the lot, I was like, yeah, it's still hard. And it still still sounds just a little hard. Um, Yeah. I was surprised they never changed another one too. They're, you know, like when Scott was on here, he's like, you know, we designed the show to be the best show, to be the best Blue Devils show, um, not to necessarily win percussion. So that was, I will say I'm, I'm surprised that moment made it the whole season. But I was going to say, uh, I thought they were going to, I thought, because you know, they know clean wins. They've yeah. watered stuff in the past that didn't work out and the members didn't get in time. I was shocked, honestly, that it was still there. Yeah, but but they a lot of other stuff. Know what they're doing? Oh yeah, they've won so many drum titles and so many gold medals and stuff. Like which I'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, I want to back up for a second. I forgot to say one thing about the Cavaliers. You mentioned about the moments where um, they're unjudgeable, so to speak, in the new system. They're playing some more. They're inaccessible by the judge to read effectively. They're kind of taking the foot off the gas pedal in terms of writing. I want to point out, and I have watched their book now editing moving adjusting that audio with the video like i said a lot of times there's more nuance to some of those easier parts than you would think on a first read there's a chels ensemble a chels and d chels happening throughout that in the easier stuff that you have to pay attention to secondly you said this this weekend double stops are hard double stops not are only hard. are double stops hard Playing many of them in a row with accents and taps throughout at a faster tempo and keeping them getting that pop to them, they've got whole segments, especially at the end of their third movement, where it's just double stops for days. Fast eighth note double stops with accents pulsed in in there, moving out to the edge, back to center, keeping them popping that whole time. That seems like an easy phrase, but if you think like... So don't write off, oh, they're just playing this really simple little big monkey arm section like there's more going on in some of those areas it doesn't have to be note city to have some difficulty to it or some challenge right. to it i just want to put that out there so uh yeah blue Dev- back to blue devils for a sec um the baseline was phenomenal best baseline of the summer their baseline was absolutely incredible uh hey, quad dude, line they, they ripped that feature they're on like the back hash i'm like come forward <laughs> yeah let us hear you uh i mean you can still hear it because they're yeah, just freaking yeah. wailing but, but it's their baseline was nasty the quad line was solid uh the snare line i think i thought had really good quality when it was in there i just thought they ticked a little bit yep you know that was the name of the game like cavies yeah. won due to consistency Boston ticked a few too many times. Blue Devils ticked a few too many times. And that really usually is what it comes down to in these top four or five groups every summer. Whoever ticks yeah. less is going to win. Well, I, I was having a conversation with someone else about that earlier today, and I am thrilled that that's the way it is. Like, somebody could listen to this and say, you're just talking about who ticked the most or who ticked the least or who ticked. Or... It's like, well, yeah, how else? How like, do you separate At them? the end of the day, how else do you separate it if – if you're only going to rely on design and what's on the page and not how it's being played, well, then you're just really going to wing it and hope for that the panel likes what you write, not how the kids play it. And I like that it's still up to the members. Like, it's ultimately in their hands, not the designer's hands. Like, yeah, design is obviously a heavy part of it and, and variety and content. But, like, at the end of the day, the kids should be rewarded for, like, playing hard because it's, it's hard. It's, it's tough to run around hard. a football field and play, hit the drum at the same time for 12 minutes. I mean, it really I is. Think and that's... If, it, if, if you don't take that into account, okay, Macintosh, Cavaliers, Scott Johnson, and who's the guy that writes the rest of it? Uh, BD. Oh, Dave Glide. Dave Glide, uh, Colin McNutt, Mike Jackson, 
um, Tom Rarick, Lee Bettis, who's not going to write a Sanford-worthy book almost every year? Like, if you're just making it a design contest it, and you don't want to talk about ticks, again, they're all writing Sanford-level books almost every year at the top. So then it's, it's literally be like the great, the, the great the, divider. Then literally the winner is determined by the biases of the three judges that get put on the panels that year. You have to talk about ticks. You have to. Even my two summers that I marched, like, it's like, oh, why didn't we do as well in 2010? It's like, well, we ticked more. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, so we got, we got to get over this fear of like calling ticks out. It's part of the game. It's how you separate these top groups because they're all playing Sanford quality stuff almost every year. Yeah. Like, I obviously respect the shit out of every, all these groups. But I mean, if we're going to rank people, I mean, that's the way you do it. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Uh, we've talked about devs for a few. Uh, blue coats, blue coats. crown, blue coats. Let's do let's do coats next. I thought this is one of Rarick's best books he's probably ever written. Dude, I love. Um, so this will be kind of in tandem too with Boston. Like they obviously took a lot of risk. I love when the groups take risk. Um, I thought blue coats took a lot of risks just from a percussive ensemble. I'll, a drum corps ensemble as well. A lot oh, of that sure. stuff they were doing with the modulation and the bump chart. The timing and, demand is unreal. You know, a lot of the little nuance in there too, where, you know, they're playing a triplet role and he wants to like push it at the end. It's like, well, I don't really want to quite change the hand speed to a 16th note. That feels a little abrasive. So we'll just make it a eighth note seven. Like, I feel like, and that's just a random example, but I feel like he does that stuff so much. It's like, I just want to push the, the metric a little bit faster and it just like uh, surges the end of the phrase, uh, into the phrase, and I love that stuff that he does. Um, yep, big fan of his what arranging they is some of my favorite. It really is almost every year. Um, we said in early July when we reacted to him, they had the vehicle to win for a second year in a row. Um, it all came down to could they clean it. That was what we said about the Blue Devils. We said about the Blue Coats, and unfortunately, neither one of them could could get it there. They couldn't get to the mountaintop. And that happens more years than not, honestly. Like, for most groups, like, you just don't get perfect or you'd win or you would have won if you're in one of these top groups with these arrangers writing these crazy books. And they, I, I, I thought they had really good moments. I thought there was a lot of clarity when you watch them play. It's just they just ticked more than BD Dude, or another, Boston. Or... Another disclaimer. Every group that makes the top 12 has a ton of clarity. Oh yeah. So Blue Stars had phrases where there was a yeah. lot of clarity going on. Like it's just. But I mean, we're splitting hairs. We're, we're talking about they just take more. It's like it's not like egregious. It's just it is what it is. So. Yep. That's, I that's, mean that's the name of the that game. That is not man. a slight against anyone. I mean, I ticked in no. groups that were second place, like on quarters or whatever. I mean, at Rhythm X, every drum stuff. trophy I mean, winning drum line, ever. I guarantee has had a tick or two somewhere on the field in finals night. Whole reason I didn't win a gold medal in indoor is because we ticked more. There you go. And pulse was really clean. <laughs> pulse was very clean that year. All right. Cadets, one of the best batteries of the weekend. Amazing first season for Lee. I thought the book Lee wrote was great. They were one of my favorite shows, honestly, mm-hmm. of the summer. Very, very, felt, felt very like, drum felt core. like drum core. Speaking of that, Dude. I thought it was fucking amazing. Pardon my French that they did retreat in the traditional uniforms. Yeah, that was that. Sick was I wished I would have been in the stadium just to hear the crowd reaction when that badass cadets block in traditional uniforms comes out on the field and no one knew it was coming. I Plus like there were some funny pictures that came about it from like throwbacks of like cadets and cavaliers interaction treat like just I know some of them were on drum corps coffee shop just throwback people recreating funny pictures which was awesome because the cavaliers yeah. uniforms also very traditional esque this year. Um the cadets were great, uh, just wonderful consistency throughout. Um, their quad line was nasty as well. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed listening to them play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos to the team. I already kind of went through that spiel, but yeah. uh, the one group we did skip over on the three-night average, though, was Crown. Oh, you're right. Let's address um, that real fast. I don't know how I did that. Uh, we'll do it while we talk about them. So let's talk about Crown. Three-night average, they were in sixth place. No, fifth place ahead of Blue Coast prelims night from Brooks. They were in sixth from Rapaki. Yeah, looks like sixth. 
on uh, they semis were, night. I think they were sixth after two nights. Two nights. The two night average had them in sixth. We had them in sixth, and then Julie bumped them up to third on finals night, which pulled them up to tied for fourth, fourth. place with the blue coats. Yeah. So and I do not agree with that. The blue coats were definitely better as a percussion section than crowns this year. Um, Crown had an. I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that they. What Mike and Kevin Shaw did with Michael Klesch for the ensemble far exceeded my expectations and just kind of like. Oh, yeah. You know, there was like, how's this going to work? Like, the styles are just Mm -hmm. like, you know, very different. It worked. Um, and it was great. I thought it worked Especially well. Especially, like, you know, the music analysis box loved it, too. The M.A. Judge. Um, obviously, the Crown Brass was nasty. They won all three nights, too, I'm pretty sure. I but so, just yeah. that marriage worked out a lot better than a whole lot yeah, better it, than it, I was It was just, a very like, big question mark going into um, the summer for a lot of people. It's like, how is – who's going who's gonna to give? And they made it work. And the package – And I would say, too, that even the, the percussion section, especially the battery – overachieved what i was expecting on yes. a year one for yes. them um just having very little vets i don't think any none in the battery there was nobody from the battery um, from last season that was in it uh just like a style shift um you know i'm sure a lot of those people that were in that drum line have probably never marched east coast drill like that it's kind of just a run and gun style i would degree. say their battery lost the most visible weight over the course of the summer out of anybody else <laughs> they um, they were a lot skinnier at the end and if you watch their drill it makes sense um, p90x yeah um, i will say i was concerned going into allentown week after atlanta Rapaki had him in eighth in atlanta i was i watched the regional i was very very concerned about where they were going to be at the end and i did think eighth was a little harsh but again, not on the field, watching the, the stream, field, yeah. grain of salt. Um, they, I don't know, I literally texted Jared, Jared Andrews, the battery coordinator, I think early finals week, because I watched Allentown, which was a massive improvement for the drumline over Atlanta. And then I saw a clip randomly he posted from a, re- a rehearsal day at the beginning of finals week that sounded pretty freaking good, if I'm being honest. I texted him, I was like, Dude, I don't know what you're feeding those kids the last like week and a half, but it's working. You guys sound a whole lot better than a week ago. They just started feeding them. No, and this is, this is Jared Andrews in a nutshell. His response was, I love this game. That's all he sent back. I was <laughs> like, that's amazing. He, you could, he, they were grinding. You could tell they were just he – was, he was in his element. The kids were just going after it. They were working their butts off, and I think it paid off. I think they improved – a drastic amount the last two weeks of the season, which is amazing say, to see as a fan. I did miss the CMFC vocal. I don't know if they had it in. <laughs> they I had an East Coast it. vocal. There was an East Coast vocal. I'd rather have the CMFC in there. Well, East Coast. well, I'll let Jared know if he does. he might listen to this. I don't know if he'll to, listen this far into that it. But one next year, so. yeah. Uh, uh, so I thought, like you said, exceeded expectations. The music worked very well with the brass. Uh, I was a mostly fan of the show, uh, big picture, and they the drum line based on I think they were younger on average, no vets, kind of less experience than a crown drum line might have year in and year out, but they exceeded my expectations. The writing was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. I watched their all their book in the finals lot, and it was a fun experience. It was yeah. a fun experience. The aggression, the energy that was there it was cool. Um. To kind of like run through uh, my actual placements, obviously Boston did not win, so they were ended up fourth. Uh, I think they had just kind of some issues. There's a throughout, like technical or... issues, timing penalty, generator thing. Actually, I don't think they got the timing penalty. Um, I think they were graced by having an intermission afterwards, so it didn't affect You're the right. show. I heard that. Um, but uh, I mean, I got three of them, three of my picks right: Crown, Mandarins, Cavaliers. Um, Three others, BD, Troopers, Blue Stars, were one off. Obviously, BD won. Um, Blue Coats, I think this was their third silver medal in a row, maybe. Um, and then I think uh, I looked. I think you're right. Uh, uh, I think I, I was looking earlier, and BD has now won 10 out of the last 15 seasons. Holy which crap. Is, dude, that's 
that's a stat right there. Um, that is unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, and they haven't finished lower than second since 2006. Holy shit! They were third, uh, and then they were fourth in 05, and then second, first, second, third. Yeah, like all the way back to 2000. So it's like yeah, uh, it's pretty wild, man. It's so. Let's run down a couple of these other groups very, very briefly. I want to talk about Troopers for a minute, the elephant in okay. the room there. Um, I want to talk about, I mean, Mandarins, Phantom. Phantom, I thought, had an extreme... Phantom should be... Giddy, Another giddy, brand new staff. Brand new staff t- to finish eighth. Brand new staff. Um, I thought... Fifth overall, or... No, seventh the, overall, eighth in drums. Wow. Very good job. I, I was That was another group we were watching going into the season. Great job to them. We are going to react to them. Reactions coming still from Mandarins, Phantom, and Blue Stars over the next week or so after this podcast comes out. Um, we're also going to do those sit-downs with the Arrangers. So, like, Mac has already said he's going to come watch Cavies with us. Rarick said he's going to come watch Blue Coats. Uh, Jared Andrews is going to watch Crown with us. Um, Lee, I think, come. said he'd do Cadets. Uh, if, if hopefully we'll text Rudy and he'll do it again this year for blue devils. Uh, so expect that to come out over the next month as well. All right, real quick. Troopers had a phenomenal season, probably the best percussion finish. They probably no is ninth the highest they've ever gotten. I'd have to go back and look at the record books, but it seems high. Uh, I could be wrong. They might've gotten higher in some years past, but uh, I would say also, like, obviously, congrats to Mandarins. I loved that show. Very um, cool show. Probably one of the most visually pleasing shows of the summer. Uh, the use of props. Uh, obviously played and moved really well. Spun, danced, tossed very well. I think Mandarins probably also benefited from uh, Vanguard not being around. Maybe getting some brass guard players that would have maybe normally auditioned for Vanguard. Maybe gotten spots for Vanguard. Just, you know, the talent trickles around. Uh, probably trickled over to BD as well. Um, so yeah, the, these great performers and, uh, players, drummers, dancers, they, they have to go somewhere. Uh, but kudos to Mandarin. I think definitely the highest they've ever placed, maybe the highest the Colts have placed. I'm not sure if ninth mm-hmm. is theirs, but they scored I, I the highest, see, they scored the highest in core history. 90. I did they see broke that, that was the first time they broke 90, which was awesome. Very so. cool for them. Um, uh, yeah, I just, it'll be very interesting to see what happens to multiple cores memberships when when vanguard is back in the game um i I definitely feel like there's going to be a lot less shifting around this summer was last summer when you say shifting around you mean at the end of the season the placements or what do you mean just like staffs like you know last year there was so much staff like turnover that's a good point that's a very good point Uh, who do we think i don't don't know looking i don't know looking down the list like who's gonna make changes like i i couldn't see you know Music's BD's th- not. You know Blue Coats, uh, Cavies, Boston, Cavies, Boston I, Cadets. I would be Crown for sure. Crown's not. I would, Mandarin's I mean, not. Phantom's not. Troopers aren't. Colts definitely aren't. Blue Stars or Crossmen maybe would be the I, only two. I don't know. Two, Blue Stars but, still is just a first year. It's like a first yeah. year group. I, I mean, I would say that it's probably consistent for a lot of groups next year, just because they'll yeah. have less changeover. That's a very very good point. I hadn't thought about that. I bet we don't see a lot of movement in terms of staffs moving around. Which actually is going to make next season even more fun. In the percussion caption. Yeah, in so. the percussion world. Um, so, yeah, I'm all talked out. I think we hit everything we wanted to. Um, I loved this summer. Probably, yeah. one of my fa- probably one of my favorite summers as a fan and just covering this stuff and following it like we have since we started this podcast. A lot of, lot of battles going on within pods of groups and percussion world. Um, how the overall scores were so close going into finals week after Allentown. We just didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Outside of being pretty positive the Cavaliers were going to win drums, we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if Cavaliers lost a show in percussion like from San Antonio on. Allentown. No, I don't think they lost from San Antonio on. Oh, uh, well, I don't count Allentown because it was the two t- nights. But. Oh, they won their day of Allentown. Yeah, I mean, I get, you're right. You're, you're tomato, tomato yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, outside of knowing pretty positively they were going to win, I didn't know where really. I mean, the predictions were all over the place from us. You can see after the third night, got a lot of stuff wrong within even those groupings. 
Um, the overall stuff really didn't shake out. We knew BD was probably going to win. We hoped Boston would pull it out, but that didn't happen. So it's a great summer. It's a great summer for a lot of groups. I think a lot of groups are going to leapfrog stepping stone from this into an even more successful season next year with staff consistency and member consistency. So I think we can look forward to a much an even more fun, higher achieving summer in 2024. So you got anything else? I'm done. All right. Facebook, Instagram, subscribe, like, comment. Are are we dumb? Are we smart? Do you like us? Do you hate us? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Watch us, listen to us on podcast services if you want. Be on the lookout for the last few reactions, like I said. Be on the lookout for those sit-downs with the arrangers of these groups, watching them, watching the, the lot or the show or whatever, percussion ensemble videos we can find, breaking it down, going over the design process. Uh, really enjoyed doing those last year. Looking forward to them again this year. And, uh... Hit the join button, patreon.com, and we will see everybody in the next one. Peace.